You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. You have coffee. I have a Diet Coke. I have a, I have a Diet Coke with a straw, actually. Oh, yeah. And I did that thing where you like yeah. do like the lid so it doesn't like move around. So I can quickly be like, oh, and it moved around right when I said that. So Of course it did. Never mind. I have a family <laughs> member who does that as well. <laughs> well, so I never really... used to, but you know those like um, – those like life hacks, like Daily mm-hmm. Mail or whatever, like that pop up. It's like, oh, did you know that like this toothpick little groove is so that you could prop your toothpick up? Oh, did you know this what? little hole is so that you could <laughs> prop your straw in? And I think a lot of it's like full of shit, but I, I was just like, ooh, that's interesting. Let me try that. It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but you're trying to do Santa photos today, right? Yeah, so we went yesterday to Freeport to do Christmas shopping for the infants because they have a Carter store over there that's really big. And Mike, I think Mike, like deep down, just really wants to do those Santa photos. And Mm -hmm. I do too. I mean, I didn't think we were going to have time to get that done this year. Um, But it was like a top priority for him yesterday. Like my top priority was getting the infants shopped for. And Mike's like, Mm -hmm. but where are we going first? And I'm like, where should we go first? He's like, well, do you think we should go to Santa first? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and so we, we didn't because the whole thing was like Carter's and Santa Claus would be there a little bit longer. And the line was like two blocks down the road. And I got in the line to like stand there and we didn't, pack really warm clothes because it was 47 degrees yesterday and Mm -hmm. so we didn't pack warm clothes and then it starts getting dark and I'm standing in line and I'm carrying this big Carter's bag like huge Carter's bag because in Maine now bags aren't like free anymore they're five cents so everyone just Mm -hmm. assumes you don't want multiple bags and then we added like a few extra things last minute and so my bag was overflowing I couldn't put my hands in my pockets and Mike's off looking at the reindeer with Annabelle and like doing all these activities with Annabelle. To try to well, keep her entertained. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm standing in this two block line and I, he came over with her and she was upset about what well, she couldn't like, there's a curling game they have outside of the reindeer area. She was like all upset because she had to wait in line to like play the game. And so she's boo-boo crying on her way over to me in the line. I just hear what mommy. And like, I just knew it was my child. <laughs> Oh, no. And I start to have this feeling of, like, are we really going to wait in line for two hours outside in this freezing cold with this huge bag (sighs) and a screaming toddler to do the Santa Claus thing? So we ended up just being like, okay, let's make reservations somewhere else. Did they not do reservations? Is the one in Freeport just, like, completely free? And it runs from, I think, like 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., but they'll stay Mm -hmm. late for those people who were in line for a long time. So they go into like 7, 7.30, but um, they technically close at 6. So anyways, we're going to go today and hope I can't imagine what hell is like, but I feel like it probably includes standing in the freezing cold in a two-hour line with a toddler. Right. (laughs) Right. That's, and then you see that all these kind of parents. sounds like hell to me. Right. <laughs> then there's all these parents walking around with like these cozy hot chocolate cups because they give free hot chocolate out and all that. And Mike and I were like, oh, how fun would that be to go do that? We're like, do you want hot chocolate, Annabelle? No, what? Pay game. And we're 
were just like, oh my What's goodness. What? She what wanted she to want? play the game. That oh, was, play a game. I thought you said pancake. I'm like, yeah, pancake. no. <laughs> she's just... She's just, like, not in it anymore. So we were just mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to go home. We're going to book something for tomorrow. Then we decided we didn't like the one that we booked for today because it was just not – it didn't look real or authentic or anything. So we're going to bundle up, and we're going to plan better today. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. <sighs> pack a bunch of snacks. Yeah. Pack an iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pack a I wish you could games. pack. I wish you could pack like a happiness mood for your toddler. Oh my god! It's like here. Let's put on this happy hat. <laughs> yeah, I have a teenager, and it's it shows like ninety percent of the time. So yeah, <laughs> we're gonna try to do. Um, well, my goal, what I would love to do, but it really just depends on Hayden and his mood. <laughs> See if mm-hmm. he has this little happy hat on. But yeah. he has been really into the Grinch. Like, he's mm-hmm. not really showing, like, interest mm-hmm. in Santa Claus. But, like, when it comes to the Grinch, he's, like, all about it. Um, and I was, like, telling Sonia, I'm, like, should I be concerned that, like, my my baby likes this mean green monster over, right. like, <laughs> right. over, like, Santa Claus? Um, but yeah. I guess it's a thing. So, so far we're okay. But he, and it's not, like, the cartoon version. He oh, likes the not. Jim Carrey version. Right. Like, the real one, um, which is even scarier, I think. Um, Jim Carrey kills it, oh, it but is. it's, like, sometimes his facial expressions, you're just like, whoa. And, like, right. Hayden just, like, thinks it's the funniest thing. He's just laughing. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know. That was a laughing scene. But okay. I'm going to yeah. keep my eye on you. Oh, my gosh. Little... I love that. That's amazing, yeah, though. So... Annabelle only likes the cartoon version. She gets scared of the Jim Carrey one. So good yeah, for you. Hayden loves it. He absolutely loves it. And I'm <laughs> great with that because, I mean, I find it entertaining. Yeah. But um, in the town over from us, they're doing – I, I think it's something they do every year, but it's um, the Grinchmas. And so this little mm-hmm. area, they set it up like Whoville. And then there's like free pictures with the Grinch and with Santa. So now I'm thinking like because it's free photos, it's probably going to be obnoxious line. We're probably not going to get the photos done, but yeah. it's okay. I think just like being there and seeing like the Grinch and everything, I'm kind of interested to see like what he does, mm-hmm. like when he sees him in like, mm-hmm. person. Is he going to be excited? Is he going to be scared? Right. Um, he, he's starting to connect the dots with things. Like my parents got him this little um, – Grinch stuffy and like he'll grab the Grinch stuffy when the Grinch is on and just kind of hold it while he's watching the Grinch so I know that he's like connecting the dots yeah Yeah. it's so cute watching it so So um so that's our plan where is it yeah, it's in Richardson, mm-hmm. um, which is like literally just like the town over. We've never been, but it's something where you can like bring – it's free admissions, but what it is is like you bring like clothes, shoes, toys, mm-hmm. and then you kind of like drop it off for like – you know, it could be like new or used mm-hmm. um, just for like, you know, children's and women's shelter. Really just like I think like all – I think I think the big one is children's shelters, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Um but it's basically just like a donation thing. And then they have all these food trucks. And then I think like a portion of the proceeds from the food trucks and basically all the vendors and stuff, mm-hmm. it goes towards like um, helping those in need. So yeah. that's how they're they're being profitable with it. But well, not really profitable, but you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just like I'm really excited. So it should be yeah. fun. But it's, um, it's this afternoon and it's between 3.30 and 7.30, which is like the witching hour. <laughs> to Hayden in our house because around 3.34, we're on the verge of him skipping out on his afternoon nap. Mm -hmm. And around 3.30 or 4 is typically when he's like wanting that nap, but he's like 
some if we're out and about doing stuff he's fine um but it's it's honestly hit or miss so Mm -hmm. we'll see i'm just gonna kind of gauge his mood closer to that time and kind of go from there but i'm hoping he can like get into it because i just think it'll be so fun yeah i think it's becoming a thing so he'll be on trend for sure and hopefully it lasts for a while have you seen you know what i really want to do when the boys are older um (laughs) i don't know that i fully ran this by my sister-in-law yet but um, have you seen those like photo- the photo shoots they do where they scare the shit out of the kids with the Grinch? Like no. the kids think like, they're like, yeah, yeah, like so basically it's these photo shoots where you sit them down, you act like you're doing like a family photo. And so you like sit the kids down and they're like, like smiling pretty for the camera. And then somebody dresses the Grinch creeps up behind them oh, and no. literally scares the shit out of them. <laughs> and so the whole point in the photos is to get these terrified looking Aww. like faces. It's probably really mean. Um, no, it, it is me and there's no problem there, but it's like the, the photos are gold. Like they're so good. Like there's some photos where kids are like running for their life. And like Aww. the Grinch is like, just like sitting yeah. there staring like at them and like, in the background and it's just like it's so good so yeah i kind of want to do that but um i feel like i feel like my nephew would probably mm-hmm. be like terrified but then like hate him because he's like hey, obsessed with- <laughs> yeah like, he's obsessed with the grinch He'd be like oh hey yeah. grinch like it probably yeah. wouldn't go how i want it like- but um like, and I don't know that fine. I want him terrified about it, but I don't know. It's just really funny. It just it yeah. makes me so happy. It's like circa two thousand <laughs> Grinch, where everyone's just hearing the name Grinch and running to hide. Yeah, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. Just kind yeah. of playing it by ear. We'll see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> well, today we have a hope episode. We're doing things a little differently. Usually we have people, the guests come on and share their story personally, but um, we're shaking things up. We're going to see how this goes. But um, Mm -hmm. since we have so many what we're calling expert guests um, in on our schedule and just the way that things are working out, I think we're going to start moving towards reading um, Hope episodes. And we'll still have people come on now and then, but this is a trial. Let us know what you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know if you like it, you hate it. We really want to know. But again, just to remind those who are just tuning in what a hope episode is. So a hope episode is a story of a woman's journey to mamahood. I mean, you know, we'd like to hear the geriatric mamahood stories, but honestly, like it's really just any mama's struggle to mm-hmm. become a mama. You know, when you're in the thick of fertility. Uh, struggles and you're really like trying to get pregnant, you don't want to hear about the stories about the woman who just, you know, miraculously got pregnant on the first try and just, Mm -hmm. you know, it was so easy and she popped out 17 children. No problem. Everything's great. (laughs) The woman in the shoe. Uh, You want to hear about the woman who, you know, really like struggled, really like you know, she was in the thick of it. She was told no. She was told she needed donor eggs. She was told that she needed to look into surrogacy or she was told that she needed to do all these things just to, mm-hmm. in like the likelihood and the odds of her conceiving, you know, her own child are, are very, very low. All odds against her. And then there's a happy ending. She mm-hmm. ends up with her miracle baby, whatever mm-hmm. the means they are, whether it's, you know, through natural conception IVF, egg donorship, embryo adoption, Mm -hmm. regular adoption, 
whatever the case is, you know, there is that happy ending with the the beautiful baby in her arms is the end result. So those are the stories that I know when I was really struggling that I really clung to because they gave me hope. They showed me that like, listen, you're not alone and all it's okay to you're, you know, this happens, you're going to struggle. It's okay. But it doesn't mean it's the end. It doesn't mean it's never. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Listen to this woman's story. And those are the stories that really would like lift me up, be like, okay, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I can do this. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So, um, so yeah, so that's what a hope episode is. Today we're gonna be hearing about Megan's story. So, Sonia, do you want to introduce who Megan is? Yeah. So Megan is a very special geriatric mama who sent us her fertility journey on August 12th, which was actually the day that the podcast went live. We had originally planned to have her join us, and we were really excited to have her tell us the story herself, but she was in the process of going back to work at the time after maternity leave and adding another item to her busy schedule just wasn't practical. So we'll get right into it. Um, first of all, can you believe that we went live in August? No, and we've been like doing this for like we've been doing it a little early. longer than uh, like four months because we were like right. recorded. We banked up like ten episodes before we like actually launched. Right. But like that's crazy. We've been like the like follow thrill. Holy yeah, shit, the follow thrill. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read Megan's story. I always knew I wanted to be a mama, but I had the hardest time finding the person who I wanted to have children with. I finally met my now husband on Tinder when I was 32, after years of online dating and endless first dates. After dating for about a year, we both knew that we were it for each other, so we decided to stop trying not to get pregnant. We didn't actively try for a baby, but we decided to remove all safeguards. Whatever happened, happened was our motto. A year later, we hadn't even had a scare, and both of us started to wonder if one of us was causing the reason that we couldn't get pregnant. Our fertility investigation started with me since my cycle had always been short with spotting between periods. I had my hormones tested and all seemed normal. I then saw an OB and found out that I had low AMH levels and high FSH levels. The doctor told me that it was very unlikely that I would get pregnant without assistance. And even with assistance, he told me my odds were, were very slim. At that point, my now husband was my fiance. We had set a wedding date and decided we were going to actively start trying for a baby on our wedding night. When I told my OB our plans, he told me that if we really wanted kids, my levels are telling him we shouldn't wait because I didn't have months to spare. He referred me to a fertility doctor who I began to see weekly for monitoring. She also tested my husband's sperm, and it turns out he basically has super sperm. So the issue wasn't him. <laughs> Don't you hate that? It's like, it damn seems it, like that's on always me. the case. Like most of the time, it I is. feel like that's the case. It's so frustrating. It's so annoying. It's like, why yeah. can't just take it off me for a little why bit? Why can't I have, why can't I have super ovaries? Were like, you going to say a miracle vagina? I yeah, feel like you're saying, why can't I have a miracle vagina? Why can't I have a miracle vagina? There comes my miracle vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was already tracking my cycle, but the fertility doctor helped us narrow down my fertile window. After a couple of months, it was clear that just tracking my cycle wasn't working, so my fertility doctor prepared me for an IVF cycle to start as soon as we returned from our honeymoon. 
I had the fertility drugs in hand and had been shown how to administer them, but I have a huge fear of needles. So I was in tears every time I thought about having to poke myself. Oh, poor thing. Mm -hmm. That is so traumatizing though. Like I remember when I first got the needles, I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh God, how am I going to do this? But my husband did it. But even then it was just like, it was a whole thing. I'm the same. (laughs) (sighs) However, I also knew this may be the only way to make my pregnancy dreams a reality, so I knew I had to do it. In June of 22, we got married. Our honeymoon was in July, and we had a big work trip, and I had a big work trip scheduled in August, so we planned to start IVF in September. I was terrified. On August 20th, I had a panic attack while packing for my, for my work trip. I've suffered from hormonally caused anxiety since I was a teen, but had never had a panic attack. It was so awful that I ended up canceling my work trip. That night, I had the most vivid dream about being pregnant. I woke up early on the 21st and had this gut feeling that I needed to take a pregnancy test. It was still a week before my period was supposed to start, so I knew the odds of it being positive, even if I was pregnant, were slim. I snuck into the bathroom while my husband was asleep and peed on a stick. The line was super faint, but it was positive. I told I was told that I would most likely never be able to carry a baby and was supposed to start my IVF, my first IVF round in less than a month. And I was pregnant. It turned out my panic attack was caused by pregnancy hormones. After a pretty uncomfortable pregnancy and a C-section after planning for an unmedicated vaginal delivery. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Our perfect little miracle girl was born in April 2023, just before my 37th birthday. Uh-huh. holy shit i know i like started that crying when you, i know when you, that's why i started getting choked up and i like yeah. got like lost my place mm-hmm. and messed up because it's just like oh god like that's exactly what happened well sort of that's pretty close mm-hmm. to what happened to me because it was yeah. like we were about to go into our fourth round and yeah it was just everything in me i'm just like i need to check and it was like I went into acupuncture. I tested before acupuncture. I saw that faint line. I sent you a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's definitely a shadow. That's definitely yeah. a line. Yeah. And then I went, I grabbed more tests on the way home, tested again. And it was just like, it's like yeah. that feeling of like, oh my God, you were told no, you were told this, you were told mm-hmm. that. You're supposed to be doing all this shit. You're terrified of not wanting mm-hmm. to do. Like I had anxiety about having to go through another round of like doing all of that again. I was like, are you kidding me? So much. Yeah. And it's like, you're excited, you're relieved, you're scared, but you're just like, it's just so much. So, oh my God, I Mm -hmm. freaking love that. I know. We asked Megan what her favorite thing is about being a geriatric mama. And here's what she had to say. I'm financially secure enough to provide the type of lifestyle I want for my little one. I'm also secure enough in myself at this age to feel comfortable doing parenting my way rather than being influenced by others telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Due to me having a child later in life, my child will grow up with a mama who is confident in who she is rather than the insecure person I was when I was younger. Isn't that the truth? Holy shit. It's so true. I feel the same. I hadn't really thought about it that much, like when she was first born, but definitely over, it's definitely been enlightening over the last couple of years, just realizing exactly how much more confident I am now that I'm Mm -hmm. older than I was then. Like I was just so insecure and definitely not so much now. (laughs) I didn't realize I didn't, I don't think at the time I realized how insecure I was. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, now looking back, I was just like, Oh God, I was like a 
weakling of a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I joke about like I wasn't any type of human that you'd want raising a baby, but like I am not lying. (laughs) I'm not lying. (laughs) Right. Um, Definitely didn't have my shit. I don't feel like I have my shit together now, but like mentally I have my shit together more where like I can recognize I don't have my shit together and I can recognize how to get my shit together. Whereas at the time when I didn't have my shit together, I was like, well, guess I'll go drink some vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, for real. I 100% agree with her. And also, you know, being comfortable doing parenting her way rather than being influenced Mm -hmm. by others. I feel like I've always been so influenced by others, but yeah. When it comes to doing parenting, I have the confidence to follow my gut. And mm-hmm. I know that I wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been able to even hear myself think in that level in my 20s and, and like early 30s. I don't. Well, I like really in your 20s, have. you're still like, you know, here I am at 40 looking mm-hmm. back and like being a 20 and I'm just like, oh my God, you were still kind of a child yourself, you right. know? Yeah. And so like, what do kids do when they... Mm -hmm. have a question or doubt or struggling they like turn to their moms or they turn to their friends who've been going through it or they turn to somebody who like has experience in it so it's like I think it's Mm kind of like childlike behavior to just do that you know Mm -hmm. like really look up to people and and I'm not saying that adults don't look up to people and admire people and follow guidance but Mm -hmm. I just kind of wonder if there's something there to that as well whereas it's like now that you're older Mm -hmm. we've seen some shit (laughs) you know it's like I don't need a question if this is the right thing to do or not. It feels right, right to me. I'm just right. going to fucking do it because this is yeah. what needs to happen right now. Yeah. So. And when something feels wrong too, like when something yeah. feels wrong and you feel it in your gut and you just decide mm-hmm. to pivot and be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nope, not happening. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a run into those situations as well and mm-hmm. we're all happier for it. <laughs> That's for Yeah, sure. absolutely. There's more info about Megan to share too. Oh, oh yes. Also, um, so Megan has a monthly newsletter called The Balance. It's filled with her thoughts on navigating the balance of family and career. Definitely, I need to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Stories, reflections, lessons learned, favorite life hacks, and more. We'll have the link to join her newsletter in our show notes. If you have a fertility journey that you would like to share for us to read and possibly come on the podcast, please go to geriatricmamas.com and click share your story. Yes, please. We would love to share your story. That was our hope episode. How amazing. I can't even. And I feel like this week when I was kind of searching the news of, you know, geriatric mamahood, I came across this story of Gordon and Tana Ramsey and their story isn't that new. Like they had their baby in November, but I had no idea their struggles to become pregnant initially. So I'm going to go ahead and share their story. I feel like this is almost like a hope episode too. Um, I was reading it and I thought the same thing too. I was like, so we have like real life well, they're both real life, but like we have yeah. like real life hope episode and then we have celebrity hope episode. So right. exactly. now we're going to move into the celebrity hope episode. See, they're yeah. just like us guys, they are. They <laughs> except really they are. have more money and yeah. they look better a lot yeah. of times. <laughs> I love chefing, but I'm not a celebrity chef. I mean, yeah, I would, maybe he would accept me to go on sometime as like a mama chef. Um, so <laughs> Mike would be like, um, no. He probably like scream at you and tell you to get the fuck out of his kitchen. Like instantly. 
That's what I it does. Even... Did we? Oh, we t- we went on your bachelorette um, party. I t- yeah, we, we went, went to one that's... of Hell's Kitchen's restaurants. Yeah. They had yeah. like these that really beautiful good. chandeliers that were really girly mm-hmm. and they're on my Instagram feed. Because yeah. I, for some reason, that's one of the only photos I posted except for like the pink cast of the sun on the buildings in New York City. I know. So. You were being very artsy. I was that being weekend. so artsy. I was like, artsy era. <laughs> I guess I also, still am. We also <laughs> kept you really drunk, so I think that might have had something to do with it. Yeah. Like, oh my god, look at the way these two buildings look with this like little weed. We were up until six a.m. talking up between, and then up again at cobblestone at ten a.m. Yeah. So no problem. Yeah. Please like you were definitely gorgeous. You were definitely still drunk. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I ever. I don't think I. Really I like look over and I see you like standing up. Staring at the ceiling with your phone, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" You're like, "Just taking some photos." Sonia, like, I thought okay. you were going to the bathroom. It's been ten minutes, and you're still standing here looking at these lights. <laughs> they were beautiful. I, I will give you that. Yeah. Hopefully, my sister-in-law was impressed. <laughs> oh, we were all impressed. Super. <laughs> So, celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay and his wife Tana Ramsay welcomed a baby boy back in November at the ages of 57 and 49. Um, so his wife was 49, obviously. Um, a beautiful HelloMagazine.com article was written about the overall fertility journey, and it states, Hell's Kitchen star Gordon Ramsay and his wife Tana struggled to conceive following their 1996 wedding, so they turned to IVF. I suffer from polycystic ovaries, and Gordon has low sperm count, which is probably down to the kitchen, the hours, the stress, the heat. So we had IVF, which made me feel like a complete failure, she told The Guardian. It was successful, and they welcomed their eldest daughter, Megan, in May of 1998, shortly followed by twins, Holly and Jack. Megan was just... Wait, sorry. Why did it make her feel... Because she had to turn to IVF, so it made her feel like a failure? Yeah, and maybe because back then she wasn't like a geriatric mama, so maybe just knowing she, she was forty nine. Back then she wasn't. This one is about their most recent. Child. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, their I was story like, is just got you know. it. Okay, yeah. So. Proceed. <laughs> Megan was just 11 months old when Tana became pregnant with Holly and Jack, who were seven weeks premature when they were born in January of 2000. Seeing them become little chubby, healthy babies within the first year was a true blessing, and I will always be grateful for the determination they showed and their feisty characters, she wrote on Instagram in 2020. After turning to IVF for their first three children three children via IVF, Tana admitted it was a surprise to find she had fallen pregnant with Matilda, known as Tilly, naturally. That's so cute. I yeah. love that name. So they I love that they call her pregnant. Tilly. I know. It's really mm-hmm. cute. I love how like, kids' like nicknames kind of evolve as they grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, That's kind of like the whole thing with Annabelle. We wanted three syllables so we could have her kind of choose her own name, which I think is so You cute. are so bitter about this, this two-syllable name thing. Well, what do you guys call me? <laughs> My brother calls me Sonny. My brother calls That's me Sonny. Yeah. And sometimes Kate calls me Sonny. Um, but, like, not a lot of people call me by my nickname. And I don't really – like, I don't – Do you like, prefer to be called Sonny? Do you want to be called Sonny? No. Well, then, <laughs> then why are we talking about this? Because I don't have a nickname. I don't have a nickname. You do. It's Drunka. We already oh. gave you a nickname. Right. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> 
know. I'm not here anymore because now I can live vicariously through Annabelle, so I fixed my problem. <laughs> <laughs> See? Fixed. All set. Um, so, um, she had fallen pregnant with Matilda, Matilda, known as Tilly, naturally. So, after doing three IVF rounds, or however many they had to do to have their first three children, no, because their, their second two children were twins, they were able to miraculously get pregnant naturally. So, she says, I was so happy. I felt I can do it. I did this, I did this by myself, the doting mother said. But she added that she had concerns about parenting four children under the age of two. Yes, I'm, I'm with you on that. We knew we wanted a large family, she told the Herald in 2008. But for it to happen that close together is amazing. When I discovered I was expecting our fourth child, Tilly, I remember thinking, oh my God, how am I going to manage? But you do. Tilly was born in November of 2001. Following a 15-year break, Gordon and Tana felt pregnant with their son, Rocky. But they sadly suffered a miscarriage at 20 weeks. During an appearance on James Corden's The Late Late Show, Gordon shared the news that he was expecting that he was expanding his family when asked about raising his four teenagers. We have three girls and a boy and one more on the way, said Kitchen Nightmare star, adding, I'm a little bit nervous. The baby's due in September. Obviously, I'll be happy with another girl, but four girls, four weddings, four sweet 16s and four <laughs> boyfriends. I feel like oh, that says God. it all. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> However, Tana revealed she lost her son shortly after Megan's 18th birthday. Hmm. Uh, a happy picture taken of us celebrating Megan's 18 ber- 18th birthday. I was just under 20 weeks pregnant. Little did we know, a few days later, I would be holding our little boy Rocky, born with a strong heartbeat, but too little to survive. Wait, she was holding him? Yeah, she had to give birth. So, Mm. yeah. I don't know if she went into labor naturally and that's how it happened, you know? But a lot of times Mm. that does happen, unfortunately, like where they have to give birth to the baby. So, although it's seven years today, it still feels like yesterday. We all miss you every day. Oh my god, I'm crying again. This is terrible. We love you, Rocky, forever in our hearts. I couldn't do this without my family. You're everything to me, XXX. She wrote next to an Instagram photo in July of 2023. On New Year's Day in 2019, Gordon shared a video of his children each saying Happy New Year to the camera before stating, and guess what? Happy New Year because we've got another one coming. The camera panned to Tana's blossoming, blossoming baby bump as the kids cheered and he jokingly exclaimed oh my lord <laughs> oscar ramsey was born in april of 2019 with gordon sharing a photo of his newborn next to the message after three baftas and one emmy finally we have our we have won an oscar so oh that's cute yeah mm-hmm. so they were able to get pregnant naturally two times after the ivf babies the couple revealed that they were well Three times because of Rocky. Mm -hmm. The couple revealed they were cautious to fall pregnant again, with Gordon telling Mill online, I've never ever felt as vulnerable as I did when my son Oscar was born. He added, it became a healing experience for the family that helped them get closure following the trauma of losing Rocky. Their final child came as a shock to fans since they didn't announce they were expecting until after he was born. What an amazing birthday present. Please welcome Jesse James Ramsey, 7 pounds, 10 ounce Whopper. He penned as 
Hannah held him in her arms while Gordon gave him a kiss on the head. He also revealed they were done with children, despite Tana previously stating she would have babies into her 70s. <laughs> One more bundle of love to the Ramsey Brigade. Three boys, three girls, done, he added. Meanwhile, wow. Tana wrote, I know. Um, meanwhile, Tana wrote on her own Instagram page, it's been nerve-wracking for these nine months, but we've made it, and we've been blessed with this little bundle. Gordon had hinted at the pregnancy back in September, stating on the Dish podcast, it's like going to school, going out for dinner in two buses. And secondly, I'm going to be the oldest expletive. I'm guessing he said fucking. Oldest fucker. Why do I cut? Oh my gosh. The oldest so fucker. Funny. Oldest fucker <laughs> at school. Who's your granddad? He states. And what about sports day? The egg and the spoon race. What am I going to do? So I'd love to have another one, but no. The chef revealed back in 2021 that they were contemplating having another baby, adding that they were inspired to do so after welcoming baby Oscar. We discussed having another baby. I said it was a great idea, he said to an interview with the Males U magazine. She said, well, then let's start planning. So I'm like, oh, my God, just pause for two seconds. I'm going to be the oldest dad at school. What's going to happen at sports day? <laughs> but it's something we'd still consider because it's been such a joy spending time with Oscar. The couple hasn't revealed yet how they conceived baby Jesse, but their entire story is just amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. Yeah. So they so, started at 49? No. So they um, they had their last baby, Jesse, at age 49. So she was 49 and he was okay. 57. Do but you know how old they, they were when they originally started? No. It was back <clears> in <throat> 1996. Math, so let's see. It's 2023. Hold on. So 2000. I was going to say pull out a calculator. 2023. Not a mather. 1996. <laughs> right? So it looks like they were like 27 when they had to do IVF. Well, she was 27 when they had to do okay. IVF. So they started with infertility young, mm -hmm. really young. Crazy. Yeah. But it sounds like there was like issues kind of on both sides too. Cause yeah. like, you yeah. know, stress and everything. Right. Wow. That is crazy. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I had something I was going to say about it and then I forgot. So it'll come to me. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the next story we have, it's a little different. Sienna Miller is pregnant at the age of 41 a yahoo.com article states Sienna Miller has confirmed that she is expecting a baby girl with partner Ollie Green. The actress 41 shared the news while appearing on the winter 2024 cover of Vogue magazine for which she bears her blossoming baby bump. By the way, these photos are gorgeous. I'll probably end up putting something in the show notes, um, but it's on Vogue. So you can find it there too. Uh, American sniper star Miller also posed for an inside spread alongside her daughter Marlo, 10, and Green, 27. So her boyfriend, did I say boyfriend? Anyway, her boyfriend or husband is 27 years old, and she is 41. So accompanying the candid snaps is an interview in which Miller admits that her firstborn from her relationship with actor Tom Sturridge, 38, has been angling for a sibling for some time. She also said that her impending motherhood had forced her to address her own prejudice about being an older mother. I'd love to get to the point where I didn't feel the need to make a joke about being older and having a baby to show I'm in on the joke, she told the publication. Speaking on the subject further with a video for Vogue, she admitted the 
that pregnancy had been unplanned and a total surprise and biologically was something I was able to do. She's clearly very healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. So let me see. So a December 14th CNN article states, actress Sienna Miller has spoken out about the judgment she's faced becoming a mother again at the age of 41 and the misogynistic narrative around her 14 year age gap with her partner. The star of American Woman, who is expecting a baby girl with her 27-year-old actor, Ollie Green, condemned the double standards around the issue. I think that people are comfortable with a way of living that exists for many years, which is very misogynistic and patriarchal, Miller told Bogue's podcast earlier this month. Me being the older woman in a partnership with a younger person or being pregnant over 40... And that's that irresponsible and the poor child. It's just double standards. And I think it's so unquestioned in people's minds, but it's absurd. I just find that judgment. It's so one-sided and it's so sad. Miller added already the mother of 11 year old Marlo from a previous relationship with actor Tom Sturridge Miller's second daughter and first with green is due early next year. So she said in a, in the British Vogue article published on Wednesday that she described the fatigue at having to keep up with the conversation surrounding her age. Um, so, yeah, I think it's great that she talked about, you know, the double standard because we were just talking a few episodes back about, you know, how older men are always just like having like isn't praised someone... for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's, it's like, like they like want joke. something like, oh, wow, you still got it. Good for right. you. And then like a woman right. gets pregnant and then it's just like, at, you know, older than what society thinks is appropriate. And then yeah. it's like she's friggin... considered irresponsible irresponsible yeah. reproductive citizen yeah Good. how yeah. reckless so reckless um and she's gorgeous by the way i just looked beautiful. her up because for some reason i was thinking of the um isn't there a tennis player named C sierra or sienna sienna yeah oh my god i don't no, know i just got like, for some but... reason that's who i was picturing and i was like but you were talking about like yeah. um yeah actress and stuff so i I looked her up. Yeah. I, I know who she is. She's gorgeous. So my friend and I did this uh, wedding for this girl. Uh, we did wedding makeup for this girl who's from Canada at the end of August, I think it was. And like she sat down in my chair and since they were living in Quebec, we didn't get to do like a bridal trial or anything. We just had a couple of, you know, moments of conversation and she wasn't really sure what she wanted. So she sat down in my chair on her wedding day and she goes, make me look like Sienna Miller. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and like, I had this vision in my mind of like how stunning she is and how, you know, she always is glowing. So I'm like, yeah. so you want like glowy and like a little rosy? And she's like, exactly. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's 41 and I had no idea she was 41 because this bride who Stunning. was sitting in my chair is in like her 20s, like mid to late yeah. 20s, you know, so people yeah. aspire to look like her. She's absolutely gorgeous. Again, we could all look like that if we had the money and the resources. Yeah. <laughs> so, available. you know what I'm Like, their do. job is to look good. Like, I would love that to just be my job, is to, like, right. look good. That's it. That's, we you used have to one job. Like, that was and our look job. Good. Remember back when we were in, like, it was, like, right after high school and while, like, I don't know, probably just, like, the summers in college where we pretended, like, we, it was our job to look that good. But like that was our job. We were like, like, what else 20? did we have going on right. with we our lives? Like we had like nothing 21. else going on. Right. And it was yeah. easier because we were 20 and we were 21. 
to right. look like that at age 41 definitely takes mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, so, yeah, for again, sure. Again, what we're going to do is we're going to Absolutely. leave in the show notes the information about funding for IVF and IUI and surrogacy and all that stuff. I'm going to leave those in the show notes again because, you know, I think it's just we need to get the word out about that. It's clear that from our comments on Instagram that a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. about these yeah. resources. Um, this is like going on to a, a different topic, but mm-hmm. um, I just feel like it's worth bringing up because I just like loved it so much. So I just started, I'm late to the party because it's there's seven seasons, but I just started watching um, Working Moms on mm-hmm. Netflix. Have you watched that? Yeah, I watched the first two seasons and then I forgot everything that happened while waiting for the next season. So now I need to rewatch it all there's over again. Seven, there's seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I just started watching it and it was like really refreshing because like, it's very clear that like a few of them are geriatric mamas Mm -hmm. and it's like that are in this mom group and then like others are, you know, a little bit younger or whatever. But one of them was talking about how like, so her and her husband are wanting to, well, her husband wants another baby. She wasn't really sure. Cause she's mm-hmm. like really into her career and stuff. Yeah. And then she finds out that she has, she has perimenopause. And so like her window is closing, like mm-hmm. it's not the end for her, but it's like, she's, you know, her time is limited. Yeah. And she refers to it as, cause she's like, when she was explaining it to her husband, she's like, yeah, I'm in perimenopause. He's like, well, like menopause. She's like, no, 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 it's not like, it's not actually menopause. It's like <laughs> the stage before menopause. She's like, you yeah. know, it's like sexy menopause. Like I can still have I sex. She's like, I can so still cute. like have a baby. I can still like do stuff, but it's yeah. like, you know, you got to friggin' hurry up. So she calls it sexy. They, they call it sexy menopause. We so I feel like, make yes, moving for forward. Yeah. Moving forward, we are no longer referring to it as perimenopause. First of all, because that word is just so stupid. Mm -hmm. I feel like peri, like what the hell? It sounds like a freaking sparkling water. It's awful. Um, Perimenopause is not a thing. It's now called sexy menopause. Perfect. I need that. Moving forward, I'm declaring it on December 17th. The geriatric (laughs) mamas have decided it is now called sexy menopause. That's it. No more perimenopause. We need sexy menopause. Everything. Yes. I need this sprinkled everywhere. Isn't it so good? <laughs> yeah. I was like so excited to like share this because I'm like, okay, this spread the word. That's what it's called. Sexy menopause. I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm entering this. sexy menopause. And then, okay. you know, we'll have to think of something cool for the actual menopause, but <laughs> yeah uh, okay isn't we'll that so good that. yeah maybe if yeah our listeners are listening if we have anyone left um if you want to maybe try helping us come up with a term for people who are in actual menopause that's just as yeah. good as sexy menopause for perimenopause yeah that would be amazing sexy menopause yeah i was like laughing so, so hard cute. at that i was like so and then like throughout the rest of like the season like mm-hmm. she's just like well because of my sexy menopause and i'm like oh my Why god it's so this? good what season are you on i think i'm still in season no i mean i just uh no i'm in season one i'm still in okay. season one i think okay well, i don't know how did i miss this it must have been i think it's towards I the so end focused on that at the time i was yeah. really focused on trying to get con- like trying to conceive not yeah you know what i mean so i don't know Mm -hmm. but this is so cute i love it yeah it's so good i don't know where this show it it's like one of those shows that kept popping up as Mm -hmm. like you might like based on what you've liked you might like and i go away netflix you don't know me (laughs) turns out 
turns out they, I, they do know we me. We were talking about TV shows that have geriatric mamas. And we were talking about TV shows that have geriatric mamas. I think I put it on like the list, but it was just in like a text message from back in June. Yeah. And I don't even you know, I like, watch the show anymore. So <laughs> now I have a whole new reason to start again. Yes, it's I good. Love it. Always giving me new reasons to watch. TV. Yeah. This makes yeah. me so happy. But it's like, it's like, but it's like, what the fuck am I doing all day? Right. Do I just, right. Like, the thing is, is like, I work from home mm-hmm. and I can't handle silence. Yeah, no, it's not fun. Silence like, gives me anxiety. Like right. I don't like it. And it's funny the only because times... you're not necessarily the biggest extrovert. So like you're in between extrovert no, and introvert. So I it's am. Funny. I'm not like the only time that I'll like maybe appreciate silence is if like I've had a day, I'm exhausted and I'm in my car driving, then mm-hmm. I'll drive like sometimes to like pure silence. But that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Like I usually like need a podcast or radio or something going. And mm-hmm. so like while I'm working, I felt like I had a burp and I was so afraid it was going to like come out <laughs> while I was talking. Okay, there we go. We're good. <laughs> um, so like while I'm working, I'll usually have like the TV going, whether it be like a Hallmark movie or a murder like documentary yeah. or like something on Netflix where there's no commercials. So it's just kind of like playing in the background. But it's like yeah. it, that was like one of those things that like I don't know that I was working, but I think I was like cleaning or whatever. And I just like turned it on. And then it was like, oh, wait, this is good. That's how it always happens. Like I'll turn on a show that's been recommended for me. And I'm like, fine, whatever. Put it on. I'm not really going to pay attention. And then all of a sudden I get sucked in and I'm like fuck, I'm paying attention. This yeah. is really good. Good job, Netflix. <laughs> like, like last night, I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch one more episode. And then they leave you hanging. And then you watch yes. another episode. Oh, you watch every, another episode. They're really good about that well, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that we were recording. We want to do this a little bit earlier than what we normally do. And so I was like, okay, I set an alarm. Like I need to be in bed, you know, because like Hayden, I need to get him up and make sure everything's good for a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And I look at the clock and it's like 1.30. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> like, so I just had to like stop it. But yeah. it's a really good show. Yeah. It's good. It is. And um, now I'm going to go watch it. Sexy menopause. Sexy yeah. menopause. That's yeah. what it's about right now. I know. So now I can't wait. Well, not that I can't wait, but it's like now when like one of our, our girlfriends like, you know, goes into like perimenopause mm-hmm. and be like, oh, Good. You, you're in sexy menopause. Congratulations. Here's the positive spin. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, you're sexy <laughs> menopause. Well, did you have anything else? No, but I feel like it's mm-hmm. un- like I feel like I keep like saying we when I when we're talking about sexy menopause, but I feel like it's just me. I feel like I'm in perimenopause because my AMH levels are like wicked low. I did that test like a while ago, so I just basically consider myself in perimenopause, and I don't necessarily know that you do. So I think I should probably say that it might be an elephant in the room for some people. Like, are mm-hmm. we in perimenopause? Are we not? I think I am just given my cycles and how weird they've been. And then like, I don't know. I can't yeah. help you in that because I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my body. I really don't like pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's just like every month I bleed. That's all I know. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm there yet. Um, yeah. but it's my time is definitely fucking ticking. I'm forty. Like, come on, like something's yeah. about to happen, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring all the sexy. Anya's in sexy menopause and she's got the heat yeah. flashes. 
her husband always be like why do you have the heat blasting is like why is it so cold in here you know like what like well actually this is a really good thing to kind of like talk about for a minute like what are like what is making you think that you are going into sexy menopause like what are your symptoms besides um, like heat flashes very irregular periods um the stomach like not just like distributed weight everywhere because like I feel like when I was postpartum my body weight that was excess was kind of just distributed everywhere and now I feel like it's all right in my belly which is a huge sign of like perimenopause and yeah but that's also like I know like after you have a baby some yeah. women tend to carry their weight in their midsection it went away after then oh it went away now it's back away. oh yeah you're it's definitely in sexy menopause like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then you've got the heat flashes that like i mm. am literally like standing in my living room like i'll put on normal winter clothes and i'll go down into the living room and then i'll just end up wearing my tank top and sometimes my underwear or my tank top and like my leggings but i'll have to put capri leggings on to like air out my ankles you know <laughs> Air out your ankles? <laughs> your sweaty ankles. <laughs> so I feel like that's a sexy part of sexy menopause that we should mention. <laughs> sweaty ankles. Put that down as a symptom. Sweaty You're going to have sweaty ankles. ankles. Sweaty everything. Sweaty ankles sweaty everything so like i'll just be standing here you know i have a toddler who's potty training so she's half naked and then i'm standing there just as half naked as my toddler god like, i'm like hot i'm so hot and then my husband comes home and he's like it's freezing in here and i'm like you're like really you're dripping with sweat yeah he's like why is heat on eco right now and i'm like i don't know like i'm just hot you're like, I don't I didn't do it. <laughs> My sexy Annabelle menopause did it. Did it. <laughs> My sexy menopause did it. Because at this point, Annabelle stopped messing with the heater, thinking it's a joke. Because she's she matured out of that. But I have not. Wait, wait. Hold on, though. What if, okay, hold on, though. What if, like, what if Annabelle's actually just fucking with you? What if, like, she's just like blasting you going, the heat? Yeah, like yeah. you think you're going through these hot flashes, and she's really secretly going in there and turning up the heat, and then oh like you're God. like, "Whoa, I'm going Hilarious. through it!" Hilarious. <laughs> there have been times when I've looked at it and it said like 76, which in this apartment that we live in, when you have the heat on 76, you're basically it's hot. in an inferno. Yes, yeah. it's hot. So, yeah. Oh but my god, that's hilarious. He used to do that to us all the time, <laughs> and Fucking I didn't Annabelle. hate it. I know Annabelle's my spirit animal. I, I love her. Really, she is definitely a spirit animal. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I really hope that you guys are able to get photos with Santa today, and hopefully by the time she does get to sit on his lap it's not full meltdown mode but hey if it is then that's great too did you yeah. see the photo i posted of hated like we tried yes oh my god they were so cute they're so cute yeah i try to do this like so I got like these like pajamas for Hayden. They're like mm -hmm. these cute flannel. They're like Carter's. And yeah. I got them a little big because I was like, because Carter's tends to run a little small. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, they're actually, it's Cat and Jack, which is like, um, oh, yeah, it's Carter's. Yeah, it's the Target version of Carter's or whatever. Um, yeah. But they tend to run a little short sometimes or too mm -hmm. small or whatever. So I got them in 18 <laughs> months. Yeah. And they're so big on him. Yeah. But I like. I was like all excited because the pugs um, already had matching scarves and then without even planning it, 
the, one of my wrapping paper actually matched these pajamas as well. So I was like, this is so cute. I'm going to yeah. set up a little like photo shoot with everything, all things, this like particular plaid. Yeah. And yeah, I like, it was a nightmare. It was like, I'm sitting here with like dog treats. I have Don Quixote playing up in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get them all to look at me. Hayden starts melting down. Gemma starts putting her ears back, acting yeah. all emotional. Delilah kept jumping off to like steal all the treats. It was like literally a shit show. Like it was yeah. like a nightmare. Um, and like the fact that I got the photos that I got, it wasn't like the picture uh, idea of the photo that I had in my mind, but mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? This is where we are. We're going to go with it. It's fine. Yeah. And like the first one, it was just like him full on meltdown crying. And I'm just like, I just posted it. I'm like, we tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end. Happy holidays. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. I love it. It's so yeah. cute. God. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we both have shit to do. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> thank you guys for listening be sure to tune in next week follow subscribe rate and review tell a friend we need so much support and oh. i just realized i still have to um <laughs> i still have to post last week's youtube video oh shit <laughs> like, okay we actually have people who care about us on there Maybe. Wait, but you have an update about YouTube. Remember yeah, so you found something out, out that we were misinformed? Yeah, so we figured out that we don't need 100,000 followers on YouTube. Hooray, because yeah. we're not near that. Right, <laughs> not even close. So we can post full, I believe, full episodes now on YouTube because we're going to just get verified real quick. And it doesn't take that much to get verified. Um, like I don't need to give them my firstborn only born um and you know like my blood type and my social security number or anything it's just like really quick so we can post full episodes on youtube now and we're really once we're verified about... yeah yeah like we can't do it now but like it's once we're verified right so it'll probably be like yeah. a week or two because we want to you know get organized um and see what oh see that's actually why i didn't post the episode is because i knew we were waiting on that oh yeah Perfect. Because, I mean, why <laughs> post any more 15-minute teasers, I guess? Right. Wait, hold on, though. So that means now we have to go back through I think and redo. we just – yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Because we have, the, we have the podcast, and so if people just want to listen in their cars, they don't need to be looking at our faces. And, you know, some videos – I mean, I have all the – I have the full episode, so it's not a problem. It's just yeah. – yeah, I so know. I guess, guys, going forward, <laughs> no, if you wanna, I don't want like, to do it. <laughs> if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can watch us on YouTube. If you just want to listen, you can just listen on your your favorite podcast channel. You know, yeah, it's up to you. Just just give us a listen. Yeah, we just hope it's that, not. It's your. We just hope it's your part though. Out there is listening. So, Sonia, where can people go for more information? Oh, sorry. I missed my part. So for more info, we could have dragged that out forever. I so know. For more I know. info, you can check out our website at geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatricmamas, on YouTube at geriatricmamas, on Twitter at geriatricmamas. Oh, I said YouTube again. So, YouTube again and follow your group page on Facebook at Geri Geriatric Mamas and Go ahead, Jessica. Okay. If you have a topic idea, this is a disaster. If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, Whoa. are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can submit your inquiry by going to her website and clicking Be Our Guest. 
or actually, doesn't it say share your story now? <laughs> or does oh, it still it say, say share your story? Yeah. Share if your story expert, is what it says. Yes. But if you're an expert in like, you know, parenting, pregnancy, postpartum, anything you can think of in the topic of like motherhood or geriatric motherhood, you can click be our guest and come on as an expert guest. Okay. I really hope this turns out well. I just realized when I was reading my section that I was leaning towards the camera and like you might have been able to see out my nostrils. Yeah. I probably did. It's fine. See, maybe people, maybe we won't, maybe we should stop like advertising the video portion of this. Yeah, unless you wanted to see the inside. That's when we're going to start like losing followers when they can like actually see what's going on. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, not interested in that. I don't know what's happening there. (laughs) All right. Well, that is all we have for you guys. Bye bye.